It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. In times of adversity, you find out who your team is. We found out a lot about who the Orlando Magic are and who Paolo Bancaro is. Still, it's okay to feel disappointed despite how proud we might be of this team. Let's dive into a wild double overtime game here on Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. On Magic today is January 4th, 2024. My name is Philip Rossman-Reich. I'm the expert and site editor over at orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, facing so many injuries. Feels like we've been saying that for the last three years. But facing so many injuries, the Orlando Magic tell us exactly who they are. And Paolo Bancaro tells us exactly who he is. We're going to dive into what the Magic showed us in a 138-135 double overtime loss to the Sacramento Kings and dive deep into the box score, just like the Magic dove deep into their bench to play this game. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. First, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload. We truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown podcast covering every single team in the NBA. Just search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started today. Look, um... We are not in the moral victory business. Now, I, I want to make this completely clear. We are not in the moral victory business. And, and, and I'm not going to skate over the things the Magic didn't do, or the things the Magic did that prevented them from winning this game. And we will get to that at the end of the show. And I think it's important that we get to that. And important that we remember that, it, that, that for this Magic team, they're in it to win it. They're judged ultimately on wins and, and, you know, they're in the middle of a super tight playoff race and, and four through eight in the Eastern conference is going to stay within a couple games all year long. And so a game like this where the magic had lead late, had control, had the lead in both overtimes, they sting that, you know, this is going to be a game that we're going to regret and, and we have to understand why the magic lost it. But obviously we also have to remember the circumstances. And this was a game where we saw the Magic show us who they are. We're going to get to the team as a whole in the second segment. Um, because it's like there are just so many things that this team put on display. And, and you know, I know we're in the middle of a really tough part of the schedule. I know the Magic have won only like five of their last 15 games. Like they're they're struggling a little bit right now. But this is the kind of game that tells me a, don't worry about them. They'll be fine. They'll figure it out. And B, that we have a culture that that is going to help, that is going to ultimately benefit this team 
and is ultimately going to lead this team to some very, very good things. But this is the NBA. And as much as all that stuff is important, and it is, your star player matters. Who your star is and what your star is capable of doing, that that determines championships. Because at the end of the day, what's going to happen when we get to the playoffs, when we get to a playoff series, when we get deeper in the playoffs, and we can talk about this, I think, uh, especially after a game like this, this team is going to go as far as Paolo Bancaro and, and, and eventually Franz Wagner, but it's going to go as far as Paolo Bancaro takes them. The Magic got dealt a really tough hand. Obviously, Jonathan Isaac's still out. Joe Ingles is still out. Marco Fultz is still out. Cole Anthony was a late scratch with a right quad contusion. He was made questionable in the middle of the day, ruled out before tip-off. It, it, things were trending that way. The Magic were undermanned, and it got worse. Five minutes into the game, Franz Wagner rolls his ankle. At halftime, Gary Harris leaves. The Magic are just desperate. They have lineups out there. They have players out there who haven't played all season. Suddenly asked you to play big minutes. And we'll get to some of that in a minute, in a minute. But I will reiterate something I've said on this show a million times. The Magic are going to need everyone on this roster at some point. This was that some point. Uh, and hopefully the Magic, I, I don't know if this will happen, but I, I suspect that they will get Jed Howard on the first plane to Denver on Thursday. But this is about Paolo Bancaro. And while the Magic lost this game, and Paolo had a little bit to do with it, I'm not going to pretend otherwise. Um, eight turnovers is a lot. But he had to carry this team. And he had to will this team to victory. And by, by God, he almost did it. A career-high 43 points. He had a stretch in the fourth quarter in overtime where he scored 18 straight points for the Orlando Magic. This was LeBron-type stuff. I almost did the, the the Spider-Man meme with the wiping glasses with LeBron and with LeBron from that, that Cavs game against the Pistons in, in 06 or in 07. Um, that was 06, actually. Sorry. Um, this is a... or That was 07. Um, this was a superhuman effort because every time Paolo touched the ball, he had two guys draped over him. There is no room for him to attack at all. Yeah, the Magic made a franchise record 25 threes, and that's a credit to the ball movement Paolo did because they were doubling him so hard. He had no room to operate, and yet he still found a way to score. He still found a way to impact the game. He still found a way to make sure his team had the chance to win. And sure, he made shots too. Six of nine from beyond the arc, you know, career best for him there. Um, he made shots. He was getting to his spots and hitting hitting that mid-range jumper that he's so good at, knowing that getting to the rim was going to collapse the defense in a way that he couldn't escape. He played like a superstar. Like, not just an all-star. He's an all-star. He's going to Indianapolis. He played like a superstar. And when... All the chips are on the table. When, when the Magic were down their best, one of their best players, down several starters, down several rotation players. When the Kings knew he was getting the ball and were doubling him 
at all costs. Paolo showed us who he is. He showed us he is someone that's still going to score. Hitting the critical basket with, what, one second left in double overtime to, and single overtime to force the double overtime. He just made play after play after play. He hit a huge three with the Magic down by one in about 30 seconds to play that gave the Magic a two-point lead. And yes, Malik Monk answered. We're going to talk about that toward the end of the show. Today, right now, we want to give the flowers. There is very little more that Paolo Bancaro could do. The Magic put the ball in his hands every single possession, expected him to absorb double teams, and he delivered. The Magic couldn't get that creative because Paolo and Jalen Suggs were the only two, you know, anything black, but Paolo and Jalen Suggs were the only regular starters out there at the end of the game. They were playing Trevel and Queen and Caleb Houston. And look, those guys stepped up. I'm going to talk about them in here in a minute. Those guys stepped up. But this was about the star power. Everything revolved around Paolo. And his gravity had a real big impact. And more than that, he delivered. He delivered. The Magic did not lose because of Paolo Bancaro tonight. Um, they... There's a lot of reasons they lost. And again, we'll get to it in a minute here. But we have to recognize that what we're watching in, in this 21-year-old second-year player that is, frankly, being slept on nationally because of the crazy things that he's doing. I mean, the 43 points is going to get everyone's attention. It's his second 40-point game of the season. It's going to get some national attention. And yeah, it sucks it didn't come in a, in a win. But no one... Yeah. The people saying that Chet Holmgren, and Chet Holmgren's good, but people that are saying that Chet Holmgren is unequivocally better than Paolo Bancaro, frankly, aren't watching Paolo. They're frankly just not watching. And again, I'm not going to, you know, listen to our friends at Locked on Thunder. I'm sure they have a good argument. I'm not here to, to, to settle that debate. But to think that Paolo's not in that conversation, and frankly, to think that Paolo is, if you don't have him on your all-star team at this point, you're not paying attention. Like, Plain and simple. His last 10 games, he's averaging like 27 and a half points per game. He is carrying and lifting this team with an unfair burden on him because of all the injuries the Magic are facing. And yeah, Orlando has to get wins. It, it, it's the struggle right now. I, I, I'm not, I'm not, ha- you know, I don't want to sell a, you know, the Magic played hard. They, you know, we'll get to that. Um, they need to get wins. And that's part of the next phase that Paolo, as the number one option, as the guy that is getting double teamed constantly, has to figure out. But there's not much more he could have done. And there's not much more the Magic could have asked of him, even on a bum ankle himself, because he rolled his ankle in the third quarter and had to go back to the locker room to get it retaped. There's not much more this team can ask of him. And he just keeps delivering. And now it's just on the rest of the team to find that last bit of grit to win games, which they're going to struggle, which they're struggling with right now as they deal with an imperfect roster and an incomplete roster. But here's the important thing. In the face of all these injuries, the Magic still competed. And that tells us a lot of who they are. As much as Paolo was a star, the Magic stepped up to the plate too. We'll get to who the Magic told us they are coming up here in 
just a moment. But first, today's podcast is brought to you by our friends at Better Help. Look, uh, around New Year's, we get obsessed with how to change ourselves and, and, and try to be a better version of ourselves. And, and, and we don't always live up to that. Instead of just expanding on what we're already doing right, we're obsessed with this change. So maybe you finally organize one part of your space, but you want to tackle another. Or maybe you're taking supplements every morning, and now you want to actually eat breakfast too. Therapy helps you find your strengths so you can ditch the extreme resolutions and make changes that really stick. Therapy has been something that I have used throughout my, my life to kind of help me deal with crises, to help me deal with, with emotions and thoughts that I'm having, to deal with them in a positive way. Uh, you know, I live a very, you know, we, us, us basketball writers live a very strange life sometimes. I'm recording this at 3.30 in the morning uh, because we're, I'm watching a game at 10, 10 at 10 at night. Sometimes you just need someone to talk to you that's just there to listen. And that's what therapy is there for. BetterHelp is completely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and it's suited to your schedule. So it works with you. It meets you where you are, which is what you really want anyway. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge if the one you're with doesn't quite work. It's the beauty of it. It's about finding what you want and what helps you. Celebrate the progress you've already made. Visit betterhelp.com slash locked on NBA today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash locked on NBA. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day every day. Be sure to check out the Locked On Network's 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering the top sports stories of the day with the local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 channel. When, you know, I think one thing... One thing that I've been wondering about this Magic team, um, and one thing that you worry about with all young teams, young teams have to learn things. And, and you know, someone, I, I saw a, a, a national writer break down a Magic Warriors, uh, a, a play from the Magic Warriors that said, you know, this here is a moment where the young Magic showed that they're still learning how to do this thing. How they're, le- they're still learning how to win. Um, and, and that's part of the process we're going through this year. Um, yes, winning and losing matters. We're judging this team on its wins and losses. We're judging this team on where it finishes in the standings and and all that stuff's important. You know, I'm, we're following all that stuff. Uh, I'm going to sit here and tell you as proud and, and as excited as I was watching this team execute and play the way that they did with the circumstances that they did. I'm also here to tell you that I, I have a lot of things I'm disappointed and frustrated with um, with this with this game because it felt like one the Magic could win. But 
at the end of the day, I think this game is ultimately going to be a positive because what this season is really about, what this season is trying to get at, that the goal, what we need to see at the end of this year is the establishment of this team's identity. We want to be able to see and we want to be able to point to this is what magic basketball looks like. This is who the magic are. We're working at building a foundation, a foundation that exists and works regardless of who is in the game. And to me, so far this season, things have been relatively easy. I know we're dealing with some injuries now, and and that's part of the issues that this team is facing right now. But when this team was fully healthy, you could see this is what magic basketball looks like. And, And frankly, it looked easy. Frankly, it felt, you know, fairly straightforward and simple. You know, this, 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 you know, it just felt comfortable. But here it is. Here's adversity. Six rotation players out of the lineup. How does this entire roster, 1 through 15, establish who they are? Who are the Magic, really? Because at the end of the day, like, identity is this buzzword. You know, identity, culture, all that stuff is a buzzword. You kind of know it when you see it. But you don't know if you have it until a moment like this. Who are the Magic, really? To me, that, that was the question that we were asking and trying to find out in this game. Who are the Magic, really? Who are they? And while, yeah, the defense slipped, um, you know, the, the, the Malik Monk had several big shots where he just, you know, got past a, a really tough screen from DeMontis Sabonis. And we understand that there are a lot of flaws that this team needs to cover over, but we still saw. And so, yeah, I think the defense still needs a lot of work. I know they're top five in the league in defensive ratings still, um, but there's a lot of work that needs to be done. They had a bad, they didn't have a great defensive night. But still, we got a sense of who this team is. At its very core, who the Magic are and what makes them successful is their work, their hustle, their heart, their desire. At the end of the day, you know, I say this about the regular season. The regular season is about what you do on a random Tuesday in January. It's about what you can rely on no matter what's going on. A back-to-back four games and five nights, whatever the case may be. It's what you can rely on. And in a game like this, where you're down so many players, you have to figure out what defines you. How do you overcome that adversity? And look, there were a lot of things that were weird about this game. The Magic got crushed in the paint. When the paint, win the game, still the case. Um, they made a franchise record 25 three-pointers. This team is the team that's going to set the franchise record for most threes in the game by the Magic, and, and they lost, you know, even with that. Um, again, we'll talk about that coming up here in a minute. But the Magic told us exactly what defines them. And it's Trevlin and Queen sprinting back after a turnover and forcing a steal or blocking a shot. It's the team just 
continuing to pound and find a way to stay in the game. A team that's going to work hard, even if it's imperfect, even if it's not 100% right. A team that's going to make mistakes, sure, but for the most part, is it going to let those mistakes derail their effort and energy? For the most part, it happens still. If you're wondering who the Orlando Magic are, it's the attitude that they played with, especially in the second half of this game. That's what this team's culture is. That's how you define culture and and, and all that. The Magic told us who they are. And if they ever need to figure out figure that out again, if they're ever having an identity crisis, pop in the tape of this game. Because it didn't matter that it was Chuma Okeke or Trevlin Queen or Goga Batadze or Wendell Carter or, or, or you know, Admiral Schofield for the few minutes that he played or Caleb Houston. It didn't matter who was in the game. They all played with an intensity and effort. And again, it wasn't perfect. They made mistakes. You know, these, this, these, there were lineups out there that had never played before. They had to figure this stuff out on the fly, and it took them half time to figure it out. I trailed by 16 at the half. This game should have been a blowout. And, and you know, I follow a lot of Kings fans. Check out Locked On Kings, good friends there. Support the Tower Beam Alliance. Um, Kings fans were freaking out a little bit. There's like, this game should be over. We should be crushing this team. And look, Paolo did a lot of work to keep them in it. But everyone played a role. And nobody ever quit. Nobody ever quit on each other. Nobody ever quit on the game. Nobody ever believed they were going to lose this game. And there are things to clean up. God knows there are things to clean up. But this is who the Magic are. This is what defines Orlando Magic basketball. And it is indeed something that they can build on. It is something they can rely on. It is something that is quintessentially them. We'll dive into a little bit about what individuals did to define that identity and also explain why the Magic ultimately lost this game. We'll get to that coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at FanDuel. The NFL regular season is wrapping up. The last week of the regular season is this weekend, but there's still plenty of time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook right now. New customers get 150 bucks in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. You can find bets in their new Explore tab. You can make a parlay in the Parlay Hub. It's the best way to find popular parlays, and plenty more, too. So visit FanDuel.com slash on and make your first bet a touchdown, a layup, a free kick, whatever sport analogy that you want to use, use it today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NFL. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, 
Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Okay, as we always do, let's dive into the box score. Um, I want to highlight first the bench. Um, I, I want to highlight the guys that that don't typically play and, and, and the effort and 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 what they brought to this game. Uh, Caleb Houston, fifteen points, four for six shooting. I've had a lot of people who have been frustrated with his shooting, and look, he, he's out there to shoot. The Magic love him for his size. He played some fantastic defense tonight as well. Um, he stepped up big time, just stepped up in scoring, gave the Magic what. They were missing with Cole Anthony out. Chuma Okeke, 11 points, four for five shooting, three for four from deep. He had three three-pointers in the fourth quarter as part of a 14-0 run that put the Magic in the lead. They don't get to overtime without Chuma Okeke. Um, he played some excellent defense, uh, in my opinion, at least, uh, on, on Keegan Murray when, when they were matched up. Um, he fought hard, and, and he took advantage of these minutes, made shots. I mean, everything looks better when you make shots, and look, Orlando somehow made shots 25 for 44 from beyond the arc. They shot 56.8%. They made a franchise record 25 three pointers in this game. It, it was a weird game. But again, players stepped up. Jalen Suggs, 24 points, eight for 18 shooting, six for 12 from beyond the arc, made shots. He made a critical three at the start of the double overtime. You know, the Magic were in control in both overtimes. And, and yeah, we'll, we'll get to why they lost control here in a minute. But they were a threat from deep, and Sacramento just kind of threw their hands up and said, what are we supposed to do? The scout says, leave these guys open, and they're suddenly making it. Um, if Hopefully, this is a sign that the Magic are going to start hitting some open shots because they get a lot of them, and when they start hitting open shots, then the defense will get better, and everything will just be easier. Uh, but, again, they, they made their shots tonight. Um, Paolo Bancaro, 43 points, 13 for 25, 6 for 9 from 3, 11 for 14 from the foul line, 5 assists. We'll get to the turnover issues here in a minute. Um, but he had the ball in his hands a lot and dominated play. The real hero for me, Trevel and Queen, 38 minutes played, scored just five points, had six assists, two steals, and a block. Um, look, shooting and and play, and you know, he's a scorer in the G League. No doubt about that. I have no doubt he can score. Um, scoring was rough for him, and he had a one really bad shot in double, and I think one of the overtime periods that that ended up hurting the team, but um, his defense was fantastic. You know, if you're if you're asking why did the Magic sign Trevel and Queen to their two way instead of Mac McClung, why is Trevel and Queen traveling with the team on this road trip instead of Jet Howard? It's his defense. Um, the Magic trust his. You know, they don't trust his defense. Maybe necessarily they probably do after this game, but it's his defense. There's a re- that's why he was closing the game. The Magic want defenders. Defense is how you get on the floor. Shooting is how you stay there. Um, the Magic want defenders first. They want players who committed to the defensive end. And that is Trevor and Queen. And Queen was excellent in this game. Just, just straight out excellent in this game. Did a great job tracking back in, in transition, just never giving up on a play. Like he, to me, the effort that Trevor and Queen put in this game symbolized the overall effort of the team. Um, just, just everything clicking together. Again, Orlando shoots 25 for 44 from three. 22 of 27 from the foul line. So some good work there. They have uh, they have 33 assists on 44 field goals. That is a really strong number. Five assists for Paolo. Four assists for Jalen Suggs. 
Six assists for Trevlin Queen. Four assists for Anthony Black, who had a nice game as well. Nine points on four for seven shooting. Um, a lot of that coming early. The Magic did a lot of really good things on offense that they don't normally do. So if the Magic played with such great effort, they got such great contributions to the bench, they played so hard, they got a star-making performance from Paolo, why did they lose this game? And while, yes, I'm very proud of the effort that they put in, they, they got dealt a lot of body blows, a lot of punches, and they had to figure out how to roll with it, and it took them a while. Sacramento led by as much as uh, um, 16 points in, in the first half. Orlando really, really struggled early on in this game. And at the end of the day, probably the reason why they lost is turnovers. Orlando had 21 turnovers for 29 Sacramento points. Fairness to them. Orlando finally started forcing turnovers again. That's a big part of their defense. They forced 21 turnovers for 30 Sacramento points. Um, so Orlando was able to kind of stay in this game and again, give themselves that chance, a chance to come back and win this thing. Um, so Magic defense really ratcheted up. Probably a few too many dribble drives. They did a really good job chasing guys off the three-point line. Sacramento is a heavy three-point shooting team. They're just 15, they're 15 of 40 in the game. Um, so again, did a decent job at the three-point line. Got got torn apart a little bit uh, at times. Um, but Sacramento really built their lead and, and kind of built all their comebacks off of forcing forcing turnovers and getting out in transition. Um, Orlando really struggled picking up in transition throughout the game, uh, and that's where Sacramento really killed them. Uh, Malik Monk, crazy game, 37 points, 7 for 13 shooting uh, from three, hit his first five three-pointers in the first half, so Magic did a better job on him on the three-point line, but he was still 12 for 20. Sacramento essentially took a 15-point lead off of 11 straight makes in, in the second quarter when Orlando was really reeling and just, just didn't know what they were doing. Paolo ends up with eight turnovers. Jalen Suggs ends up with four. Um, Mo Wagner had three. So that's 15 of your 21 turnovers right there. Um, again, that's, and, and Paolo probably, you know, get, did not get credit. You don't get credit with turnover 24 second shot clock violation. Paolo dribbled the ball on a late possession, dribbled the ball out on a, on a 24 second shot clock violation, just not realizing how much time was left. So, he might have ended up, might have had nine turnovers in this game, actually, instead of eight. Um, but uh, but again, just these little mistakes. Um, and, and you know, I, I, the, the the thing that I'm encouraged by is Orlando is still doing a lot of really good things. I know they've lost the last three games. They're doing a lot of really good things, but it's the things that they can prevent. And, and to me, that's what's frustrating. Um, is these are not good turnovers. These are not aggressive turnovers. These are lazy passes. These are dribbling into traffic. These are, um, you know, charges. These are, these, these are turnovers that they can prevent. They're not aggressive turnovers. Um, and, you know, I think the magic were just very loose with the ball. I think they did let their heads drop a little bit when, when Franz got hurt, they were turning the ball over early anyway. Um, they were just not in control. And, and some of that is yes, Paolo should not be playing point guard. Yes. Jalen Sugg should not be playing point guard. I, I think they want him to be that or develop him into that, but he's not that. Not yet, at least. Um, the, Magic are, are, the Magic are trying to play guys in somewhat uncomfortable positions and, and in places where they're just not efficient. Um, you know, last game against Golden State, I think Paolo and Franz combined for nine of their 18 turnovers. Um, so you're seeing right now Paolo go through these growing pains where he's making a lot of mistakes on the ball. He is, he's the point guard. Paolo was the point guard. The Magic had Paolo bring the ball up. 
He was initiating every action. Sacramento was blitzing every screen and Paolo had to make decisions. Sometimes he made the wrong decisions. Um, that's kind of where he's at in his development. And look, he's again, doing incredible things. I, I think this is natural. I, I'm not panicking over Paolo turnovers that much, but they hurt. And at the end, and, and, and with the magic trying to win games, these things hurt. The other part that killed the magic was 18 offensive rebounds. Sacramento had 18 offensive rebounds, 23 second chance points. They killed the magic on the glass. Devonta Sabonis had six offensive rebounds by himself. Keegan Murray had four. These weren't just long rebounds that the magic didn't track down. These were rebounds that came because Malik Monk got downhill or De'Aaron Fox got downhill. Goga Batadze or Wendell Carter, whoever it was, had to step up, stop them. They missed a shot. Sabonis is there for the rebound. You have to recover and get and get the board. And, and, and Orlando just doesn't have great individual rebounds. They're a good team rebounding team. But they don't have a lot of great individual rebounds except for maybe Cole Anthony, who's a guard. Um, that was a killer for the Magic. Again, it's, you know, we talk about this a lot. How do the Magic make up for the fact that they don't make threes? And, and the threes were the saving grace in this game. They make it up by winning the paint, which they didn't do. They got outscored 66-24. They, they, they didn't get into the paint at all. There's a, they were making threes. But in the second overtime, especially, Orlando's inability to get to the paint, you know, really killed them and really killed their ability to kind of grow their lead once they got it out to three. They had several opportunities to make that three-point lead a five-point lead. And, and if they do that, they probably win this game. Um, and so there are still some late-game execution issues. And again, they were throwing double teams at Palo. There's really no one else that can make a play. Jalen Suggs tried to get a shot at the basket and missed a, an overcooked a layup. So he's still going a million miles a second. You can see him kind of on his toes a lot. Um, when he's driving, especially right now, he's making his threes, but but just struggling a little bit in other areas. There's just a lack of composure and poise. And, you know, you expect that when you're down as many guys as the Magic are down. They need a point guard. We all can see it. We talked about it yesterday. They need a point guard. Um, but, again, these are all correctable mistakes. These are all mistakes the Magic are making themselves. And if they clean these things up, they can win. They could beat any team. They could. They, they could have been three and zero on this road trip. That's the frustrating part. Is they're good enough to be three and zero on this road trip instead of zero and three? And obviously, they got a tough game Friday against Denver. I don't want to completely write it off. Denver plays at Golden State on Thursday, so they'll be coming in on a back to back with some travel. Orlando's going to be sitting in Denver, waiting, um, getting rested. You know, maybe Franz. You know, people. It did not seem like Franz would be available for this game, but he's also Franz Wagner. Maybe that's the go ahead to say like, hey. We got to try Markel. If he's anywhere close, let's try him out there. The team's going to be better when Markel's back. Um, perhaps that's something they do, but they got to get healthy. Like this team is not built to sustain all the losses that they've sustained to such key players. No team is, um, but they got to find a way to get healthy and they got to find a way to scratch out some wins. Um, you know, going 0 and 4 on this road trip is, we understood it was possible with how difficult it was, but certainly not ideal, and especially with how difficult the Magic schedule is in January. But uh, again, a lot to like. Obviously, I love to a lot to like about the effort, and and ultimately that identity is what matters. But still, so much to clean up and so much to get better at that that this team has to get better at to keep pace in, in this Eastern Conference chase. Now we know the end of the All Star break. After the All Star break, the Magic are going to have a chance to make up make up some of this ground. They just got to stay confident. They got to pick up wins where they can in, in the meantime. And and to me, honestly, to me, honestly, like what's disappointing to me is this felt like a missed opportunity. Again, Sacramento deserves the win. They went out, got the victory. They're celebrating. You can check out our friends at Locked On Kings to hear the celebration party. Um, the Magic need to win these games. 
Um, that's that's the frustrating part for me, and that's 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 you know we're not in the moral victory business anymore. Like uh, I, I will say that straight out. I I know you probably want me to be excited and jazzed about how the team played, and I am. Like again, Paolo was awesome. Everyone stepped up. There's a lot to be very very proud of in this game, but we're all ultimately in the win loss business, and we need to move beyond moral victories. We need to say, okay, this team was good enough to win. We this team is still good enough to win. Their culture tells us that they are. So next man up mentality, step up. Let's get a win. Let's get that victory. Let's sweep the nuggets. Why not? Um, let's find a way to scratch these wins out because this team is good enough. And right now it's themselves preventing them from getting these victories. The Sacramento Kings defeat the Orlando Magic 138 to 135 in double overtime. Orlando again back in action Friday against the Denver Nuggets to close out this four-game West Coast trip. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts. Stitcher, tune in, Himalaya, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of my personal podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. For the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. You, you can, of course, find us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. Uh, and as well, check us out on YouTube at youtube.com slash at LockedOnMagic. If you're not watching us there already, be sure also to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub. You can find that at patreon.com slash Orlando Magic Hub. And thank you all again, once again, for your support. On tomorrow's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll talk more about Paolo Bancaro and his all-star case because all-star returns are coming out on Thursday. So we'll figure out where the Magic stand in the pecking order of all-star votes. Remember to support the Tower Beam Alliance. Vote Palo, vote Franz, vote Fox, vote Sabonis. We are supporting our small market friends in Sacramento because we want to see a Kings Magic Finals. And if we're not going to see that, we want to see our Kings and our Magic in the All-Star Game heading to Indianapolis. So definitely, definitely vote for our friends in Sacramento as well. That's going to do for me today, though. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked On Magic for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Philip Rossman, Mike. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.